Welcome to Candidates Corner, a political podcast created by university students and brought to you by VoteUSA.org. VoteUSA is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that provides information on candidates across the country for voters before they go to the polls on Election Day. This summer, we will be discussing the issues facing states and jurisdictions across the country. Each episode, we will be interviewing a candidate on the campaign trail seeking a win in their primary elections. Any opinions and statements expressed by the candidates are their own and do not reflect the values or beliefs of Vote USA. I'm Brandon. Welcome to Candidates Corner. On today's episode of Candidates Corner, I'll be speaking with Tanisha Sullivan, a Democratic primary candidate for Massachusetts Secretary of the Commonwealth. The Secretary of the Commonwealth position is equivalent to what most states call a Secretary of State. In Massachusetts, the Secretary of State oversees elections, holding administrative power over voting rules and procedures. The Secretary oversees public records, as well as historical records, through the Massachusetts Historical Commission and Massachusetts Archives. The Secretary also has power to regulate securities and the registration of businesses. Like most statewide offices in Massachusetts, the Secretary of State has been a predominantly Democratic office in modern history. Since 1949, the position has been filled exclusively by Democrats. The incumbent Secretary of State is William Galvin, who has served seven terms since he was first elected in 1994. However, despite Galvin's longevity, this primary election is far from a settled contest. For one thing, no one in Massachusetts history has been elected to an eighth term in that office. For another, Sullivan has already demonstrated a strong base of support. In June, she was endorsed by 62% of delegates at the Democratic Party's Massachusetts Convention, dwarfing Galvin's 35% share. She has also secured endorsements from notable Massachusetts politicians, including U.S. Congresswoman Ayanna Presley and Congressman Seth Moulton, who represent the 7th and 6th districts, respectively. Galvin and Sullivan are the only two candidates running in the Democratic primary election for Secretary of State, which will be held on September 6th. The winner of the Democratic primary will go on to face Rayla Campbell, the lone Republican candidate, in the general election on November 8th. Our guest today, Denisha Sullivan, was born in Boston, Massachusetts, and raised in Brockton, Massachusetts. She attended the University of Virginia, graduating with a degree in government, and went on to earn both a JD and an MBA at Boston College. She currently works as Associate General Counsel for Sanofi Genzyme an international healthcare company. However, she is also deeply involved with policy activism, especially with respect to equity and social and racial justice. She currently serves as the president of the NAACP's Boston chapter and is a CEO Action for Racial Equity Fellow. She was previously the chief equity officer in the Boston public school system. If elected, Sullivan promises to bring greater diversity to Massachusetts politics, not just in a policy sense, but in a representative sense. She would be the first woman to serve as Secretary of the Commonwealth, and the first black woman to win a statewide position. Sullivan's strong primary campaign has been primarily driven by her fresh perspective and her message of visionary progressive change. Her most notable policy goals include closing voter participation gaps through voting reform, fostering transparency and trust in government through public records, and closing the wealth gap by creating greater economic opportunity. 
Sullivan's full list of principles can be found on her campaign website. In this interview, I'll be speaking with Ms. Sullivan about her background and experience, as well as her vision for the office and her policy proposals for Massachusetts. Why are you running for office? What drives you? Well, I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to speak with you about this, Brandon. You know, for me, service has always been a really important part um, of, of my life. Um, and I have found ways uh, over the years to engage in public service from local volunteers to um, working uh, for our public school district here um, in Boston um, and also serving on a number of um, boards uh, and commissions. And for me, um, running for this particular office, the Office of Secretary of State, um, really is um, probably one of the greatest opportunities to serve in a role centers democracy, that centers our communities, and that really is about empowering people. Um, so I'm, I feel incredibly fortunate opportunity to run for this specific office, particularly at a time when our nation is, um, is deeply concerned about the state of our democracy. We have a lot of people questioning, you know, whether our is going to survive um, the threats to it at this time. And when I think about the Office of Secretary of State, it is the chief elections officer, the chief information officer. This is the office that has the greatest potential to, um, to actually not only protect, but to advance our democracy. Thanks. That's really inspiring. So um, um, you touched on this a little bit, but I was wondering, Given your diverse background in law and in social justice um, as uh, chief equity officer in the public schools and president of the NAACP Boston, um, and then also as an attorney working for Sanofi Genzyme, uh, I was wondering how those experiences have prepared you to succeed in an elected position. Yeah, you know, um, I have a unique background that um, really does qualify me to serve in this role at this time. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm in my 20th year of, of practice. Um, and so I certainly understand the administrative aspects of this role, the technical nuts and bolts of this role. Um, you know, ensuring that uh, that folks can register to vote, ensuring that um, folks know where their polling locations are, and that when it comes to um, our elections, that they're safe and secure and run with integrity. But I also bring to this role a social justice lens, um, an equity lens that I believe is critically important, especially what we know is that especially here in massachusetts we're experiencing a deep voter participation gaps and what might surprise to folks is that massachusetts is actually pretty far behind many other states when it comes to the advanced 
advancement of voting rights. So for example, um, here in Massachusetts, we actually just <laughs> passed legislation to allow for permanent vote by mail. And this is a voting right has been adopted by 30 other states already, right? Massachusetts is really far behind. Uh, Massachusetts ranks 28th in voter registry uh, in our country. And on the issue of uh, same day voter registration, which is a right that was adopted, um, a voting flexibility that was adopted by Maine in 1973, in um, which 20 other states has, um, Massachusetts continues um, to uh, deny voters here the right um, to, uh, to same day registration. And so we're pretty far behind. Um, and I actually believe that order for us to tackle the deep voter participation rates that we have here in uh in massachusetts um we've gotta really make sure our secretary of state's office is not just focused on the administrative pieces of this work but really focusing on identifying and championing policies and initiatives that can help us increase voter participation. That means we need a Secretary of State here in Massachusetts who isn't, you know, focused on uh, governing from behind a desk, but a Secretary of State who understands that when it comes to democracy, when it comes to inspiring, motivating, and encouraging people, giving people a reason get out there and cast their vote, that it's going to take um, being in community, that it is going to take a secretary of state, I call it a chief democracy officer, um, who um, understands the importance of being with people, building trust between communities and government, and building relationships between voters and government. Again, that can help to inspire, mode, encourage people to vote. Um, and my experience, both at, again, um, a practicing attorney and also a civil rights leader and someone who is deeply committed to um, equity, um, gives me the type of experience that I believe is necessary for us to be able to move this office in a different direction. Thank you. Um, I know just be, uh, before we dive deeper into some policy issues, um, the office that you're running for, Secretary of the Commonwealth, has some diverse responsibilities that might not be known to all voters. Um, would you mind explaining just a little bit about what the powers and responsibilities of that office are? Absolutely. I think this is one of the most offices in our state government here in Massachusetts that far too many, far too few people know much about. Here in Massachusetts, the Secretary of State is the Chief Elections Officer, so responsible for the protection and advancement of voting rights. And as I shared, Massachusetts is woefully behind um, when it comes to the advancement of voting rights. This office is also responsible for ensuring that we have safe, secure, and inclusive elections. Here in Massachusetts, the Secretary of State is the Chief Information Officer. 
Uh, and as the chief engine officer, the secretary is responsible for helping to ensure that public information actually makes it into the public square. Um, and this is critically important um, so that public has an opportunity to hold government accountable, of course, um, but also important um, as um, as we seek to have more civic engagement and civic participation. You know, we share, um, we share something in common, and that's Thomas Jefferson's University, the University of Virginia. And one of, um, certainly I, you know, I personally have some concerns, uh, some issues with Thomas Jefferson, the man, um, but I do embrace, um, the ideology relative to democracy. And that is this belief that our democracy, the American democracy should be for and by the people, that this belief in self-governance, right? So in order for communities and for people to be able to participate in governing, for there to be self-governance, the people need access to and it's the responsibility of the Secretary of State here in Massachusetts to ensure that that's happening. The Secretary of State here in Massachusetts is also the Chief Corporations Officer, I call, I call it. It is the entry point for business here in Massachusetts. If you want to do business in Massachusetts, you must register with the Secretary of State, uh, an initial registration, and then an annual filing, um, and you must pay fees. Well. Massachusetts is the most expensive state in the country uh, to business, to maintain a business. Um, and here in Massachusetts, there's really no distinction. The Secretary of State's office makes no distinction between multi-billion dollar companies and the micro small businesses that are here. Well, I wanna do something about that. I actually believe our small businesses are the back of our communities and that we need more of them and that we should be supporting them. And so um, the Office of Secretary of State today, Chief Corporation Office, um, I actually believe should be serving, um, should be providing more support and more resources um, to our small business community. The Secretary of State in Massachusetts is also the Chief Securities Regulator responsible for um, ensuring that investments are protected from fraud, 401ks, pensions protected from fraud, um, holding bad actors accountable. Um, the Secretary of State here in Massachusetts has a very unique responsibility as it relates to um, our historical commission. The Secretary chairs the historical commission here in Massachusetts and has responsibility for the allocation of historic tax credits, which can be used uh, in historic preservation um, and can also be used um, in real estate transactions like um, those related to the development of affordable housing. There's so much within this portfolio and each area of responsibility um, has plays a role in really ensuring that we have a strong democracy and can play a role in ensuring that we have a strong democracy that is vibrant and inclusive. Well, thank you for explaining that about the Secretary of the Commonwealth's Office. I think that'll be really helpful for our listeners. Um, but I want to switch now to talking a little bit more, more about some policy issues. 
Um, you mentioned this earlier, that Massachusetts lags behind other states in certain areas, for example, in allowing same-day voter registration and voting by mail. Um, you've said, though, that you want Massachusetts to lead the nation in protecting and advancing voting rights and ballot access. Do you have any proposals for new policies that will push the envelope, so to speak, of um, what you call our next generation democracy? Yeah, I mean, I think there are so many things that we could be exploring that we're not even thinking about today. Um, and I think, you know, from a principle standpoint, I think it's important for us in, in the American democracy to acknowledge that we're still young, you know, um, and that our democracy has yet to be perfected. And so that means that I believe we should continue um, to ideate and continue to innovate with and in our democracy. One of the things that I would like to encourage as Secretary of State are democracy labs um, at the municipal level, really um, seeking to empower and encourage our local cities and towns um, to explore with innovations in democracy. For us here in Massachusetts, there are ongoing conversations about um, ranked choice voting, for example. Um, we had a ballot initiative, a statewide ballot initiative um, for ranked choice voting in 2020. I co-chaired it. I was an honorary co-chair for it. Unfortunately, it didn't cross the finish line, but I believe that our municipalities could be great um, laboratories, if you will, for something like a ranked choice voting. Um, you know, exploring with um, lowering the voting age in municipal elections. You know, one of the things I believe we need to do more of here in Massachusetts is focus on civication. Um, we have for many years um, not really centered civics education, and I think that, that it's really important that we do so. Uh, I'd like to see civics education offered K-0 to K-12, uh, to 12 here in Massachusetts. And I can't think of, you know, a better way for a young person, 16-year-old, um, to, you know, put their learning in practice than to have an opportunity to participate in the local election, surrounded by the support of educators, family, and community to understand certainly the great responsibility voting is, but also to understand, you know, the impact of your vote. Um, so from a principal standpoint, I believe we've got to acknowledge that we're still perfecting um, this democracy, and therefore we need to continue to ideate uh, and innovate. And I believe that um, our local municipalities are among the best places for us to do that. And so I will, as Secretary of Support, as Secretary of State, support that type of activity. That's a really interesting idea, and it ties into one of the themes that I noticed on your campaign website, which is that you want to develop relationships with communities in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, are there any other uh, sorts of methods that you're, you're thinking about using to engage with communities, get them to um, engage politically, and to learn more about the public services you offer? Sure. I, you know, I 
think it's really important for this office. It's the secretary, you know, secretary of state's office, secretary of Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Um, I call this the chief democracy office. Um, and so I would like to see the office move from really the conventional um model um into one which is you know entered within a building you know where people come to the office um i want to see this office really be a champion of democracy really be a partner in democracy with our local communities and so that means that the office has to be present in our communities and so one of the things that i will do as secretary of state is push the office out into our communities um, and ensure that we are building relationships with local community-based organizations and local elected officials, um, working to build relationships with other community stakeholders and family um, so that we can together build um, or strengthen relationships and build trust and strengthen relationships um, and work um, to help tackle some of the issues that are impacting families in Massachusetts. What we know um, is that the more engaged people are in our, in our government, um, the more empowered people are in our government, the more likely we are um, to take on tough issues um, and work through them together. Um, and so I believe that the Secretary of State's office has an important role to play in that and look forward to really leading the office in that direction. Changing direction a little bit um, and going back to something you mentioned earlier, another part of your platform um, involves narrowing gaps in voter participation. You mentioned these gaps in voter participation that affect Massachusetts, um, but what do you think are the causes of these disparities and what sorts of specific policies will you put forth as Secretary of State in order to address this issue? Well, I think, you know, voter participation, low voter participation rates are impacting communities across the country. Um, Massachusetts is not immune. What we know here in Massachusetts is that we have consistent and persistent voter, low voter participation rates that impact our BIPOC communities, working families and low income communities at really high rates. And our young people are, dis, are disengaging um, from government at a high rate as well. And I believe that um, one of the key drivers um, for this is, you know, lack of trust and belief um, that government can work people. Um, a lack of trust and belief that, um, that our votes matter. And in order to tackle that, we've got to do two things. One, we must continue to break down administrative barriers to voting. Um, that's critically important. But we've also got to focus on building and restoring trust um, with and among communities so that we can then um, hopefully work toward and, and inspiring people to participate. And the one of the best ways, I mean, think about any relationship you have, one of the best ways to, to build trust and, and to strengthen relationships is to show up. Um, and so I do think it's critically important 
uh, for the Secretary of State's office to show community. Um, another important part of building relationships and um, uh, building trust and strengthening relationships is listening. Um, and so that who I think is going to be critically important for the Secretary of State's office to do, to show up in community, to listen, and then work with um, our communities um, so that we can and get to the point where folks start believing in and trusting in our government um, and believing that their vote not only matters, but it really does count. Um, your website expresses support for policies that make voting easier, such as the same-day registration and mail-in voting, but you also note the importance of promoting election security. Mm -hmm. Do you anticipate any challenges in advancing these two goals simultaneously? No, we have to advance both of them simultaneously. Um, we, we, if we really do um, care about voter participation, if we really do want um, all eligible voters to participate, um, that has to be a priority. Um, and at the same time, we must um, remain vigilant as it relates to cybersecurity, election security, um, and ensuring that um, staying ahead of, um, you know, what could be real threats um, to the integrity of our elections. So another one of your stated goals as Secretary of the Commonwealth is to reduce economic inequality and specifically the racial wealth gap in Massachusetts. How will you use the tools of your office to empower entrepreneurs and create economic opportunity? Mm -hmm. um, as I shared earlier, the Secretary of State's office um, is really the entry point for business here in Massachusetts. If you want to do business in Massachusetts, you must register with the Secretary of State office, file annual reports, and pay um, registration fees. Um, for small businesses specifically, I believe there's a lot that this office could be doing to provide support those businesses. Small businesses are the backbones of our community. They hire local people. They help to increase uh, public safety. They are the sponsors of the soccer teams in the little um, and yet they are among the businesses that have been most have been hit the hardest. Um, during the COVID-19 pandemic and for businesses of color, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, these are businesses that were struggling even before the pandemic. And so Secretary of State, I would one, um, like to um, pursue policies to reduce the fees that these businesses, um, small businesses um, are uh, required to pay. Um, I would also like to ensure that this office serving as a gateway to opportunity for these businesses, connecting them directly to the resources that exist in our state government and in our local communities that can help them not just survive, thrive. Um, the bottom line is I believe that this office can be and must be um, a better public servant when it comes to supports for our small business community. Additionally, here in Massachusetts, we have, um, we're, uniquely, we recognize what are called benefit corps, B Corp, benefit corporations or B Corps. These entities self-identify and they make a commitment to good environmental, social, and governance practices. Um, and again, this is a voluntary um, designation. I would like to see the Secretary of State's office better promote this as an option for corporations of all 
sizes um, in an effort to really encourage more of our of our companies to do good while they're doing well, right? I do believe it is possible um, to run a profitable business and still be a good community member. And um, the B Corp structure really does help to provide a framework for uh, corporations to do so. Um, and so that is another way through the Secretary of State's office with the power that exists today um, that I believe this office could make a real difference in our communities. Well, we've made it to my last question. This one's a little more open-ended, and it's also something that I try to ask everybody. Uh, so here it is. If you could broadcast one message to all the potential voters in Massachusetts, what would you say to them? I believe that at this critical time in our democracy, we need um, secretaries of state across the country who are deeply committed to not only protecting our democracy, but advancing it. Um, secretaries of state who understand that these roles no longer uh, remain uh, administrative, um, but rather we need these offices, these officers specifically um, to really help lead our country forward. Um, and the Office of Secretary of State, the office that I call the Chief Democracy Office, um, has to lead from the front with an understanding that as we are certainly safeguarding democracy, voting rights um, within our own states and working to advance uh, voting rights, that we are also, um, that, that we need to also stand alongside other secretaries of state um, who are seeking to do the same um, so that in this moment, of great uh, democratic crisis in this moment when so many uh, Americans are deeply concerned and discouraged and disappointed with what we're seeing in our democracy, um, that the Office of Secretary of State can serve as a beacon, can serve as a guide, um, can really serve as a light um, across our country. Um, and, and really give Americans and here in Massachusetts, give residents of the Commonwealth um, hope um, and belief um, that our democracy um, is, continues to be strong um, and, that, um, and that the people really do um, have an important role to play in ensuring that our democracy continues to move forward. Thank you. Well, that's all I have. Oh, Thank you so great. much for sharing your time with me and agreeing to do this interview. Thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. On behalf of Vote USA, we would like to thank our guest and you for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe for more episodes of Candidates Corner. And be sure to follow us on Twitter with the handle at VoteUSA1. For more information on the candidates running for office in your community, log on to vote-usa.org.